Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and this is actually the first episode of the Uncommon Podcast where I don't have a guest with me. So some of you are probably already logging off because it's just me, but I'm excited to talk through the topic today, a very relevant topic, which is how we can glorify God through our social media platforms. And social media is often such a fun and exciting place to share our life updates, to share our faith, to share our experiences, but it can also be a place where we can fall victim to temptations that don't honor the Lord. So in this episode, I'll talk through six tips that help us honor God through our social media platform. So hopefully these are helpful to you as you navigate the social media world, as you navigate the internet world and try to honor God uh, through that. So I'd love to jump into the first tip, which is use social media as a place to share, <clears throat> excuse me, as a place to share what God is doing in your life. I'll say that again. Use social media as a place to share what God is doing in your life. So oftentimes we can really struggle with the balance between, you know, should I be posting life updates? Should I be talking about things that are happening in my life that are good, is it okay to share those things? Does it honor God? I'd say yes and no. It it depends mostly on your motivations, right? So why are you posting these life updates? Why are you posting these personal updates or these job updates? And you have to almost take an internal heart check as to why these things are, are being posted, right? Why am I posting, you know, this picture of me on the basketball court as a manager? Um, is it because I want my friends to see that I'm a manager and that I'm with this player or that I'm with you know, this team or that whatever it is? That's really a self-centered motivation. That, that does, doesn't bring glory to God. And I think we can see this in Scripture. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 47, and it says, All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Now, this is David talking before uh, he fights Goliath. Um, He's actually saying to Goliath that this battle is the Lord's and the Lord's alone, and he will give the victory uh, into the hands of the Israelites, not because of their strength or David's strength, but solely because it's it's the Lord's battle. He's the one that gives them this success. And so as you're posting these things, as you're kind of considering you know, why should I post this life update or this job update or post about my relationship? Are you doing it because you want to impress people or because you want to make yourself look better? Um, Are you checking the likes consistently? I know we all do that. 
Um, so thinking inwardly, are you trying to bring glory to God through this post or are you trying to bring glory to self? And I'd say more often than not, it's probably to bring glory to self. And so really being prayerful. I know it's weird to say be prayerful about, you know, an, an Instagram post or a Twitter post, but I think it's important to be prayerful in these things and to understand, Lord, is this something that is going to bring glory to you or bring glory to me? Um, and I think that Samuel verse um, is really important. And I think even on the flip side, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, shed some light on this topic as well. It says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And so I think what we can do is there's really two ditches we can fall into. The one is I'm posting all the time to impress my followers and get likes. The other ditch we can fall into is I am not going to post anything at all because I'm afraid of having bad motivations. And I think both of those can be bad. And I think if you have things going on in your life that are bringing glory to God, that God is giving you and God is blessing you with, I think sharing those things is not a bad thing at all. Um, I think a good example is a job update, right? If you've been faithful and serving um, in the sport industry or whatever it is, and, and you get a, a new job or you get promoted, I think sharing those with an emphasis on what God is doing, going back to that one Samuel verse of emphasizing that the Lord is the one that puts you in those situations, I think it's a great thing to shine glory to God and to be a light of the world, showing people just the goodness of God and the things he gives us. I don't think those are bad things at all. So all in all, there's there's really, I think it comes down to the heart. Um, I think, like I said, being prayerful and really just being okay with, with having a heart check of why am I doing these things? Why am I posting? Um, is it for the glory of myself or for the glory of God? And I think the answer to if you should be sharing that or not is hidden in that question. So be prayerful, ask yourself that question, and really consider why are you posting these life updates onto your social pages? Okay, second tip, and this one, man, this one's going to be fun to talk about. It's be careful with opinionated viewpoints. Be careful with opinionated viewpoints. Now, this one is very relevant, as all of us are aware. In the current cultural climate, and really in our current social media climate, and what I'd say first is this, it's okay, actually it's great to speak the truth, but we must do it in love. And so I want to share a verse, I'm sure all of us have heard this, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, which says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. And the reality behind this verse is you can be the biggest truth sharer, you could be the biggest gospel sharer, you could be on mission unlike any other. But if you don't have love as the motivation behind what you do, if you don't lead in love, then you are a gong or clanging symbol. You're just noise. And I think so often we see this coming out to be a reality on social media, especially from Christians. I'll even say this on a, on a Christian podcast, especially from Christians. We are oftentimes just clanging symbols announcing our opinions and our and our truth convictions without doing it with, with a heart condition of love. And so we waste our breath and we turn people away from the good news of Jesus. And so the the truth behind that, the truth behind the truth, is you have to lead in love. And obviously 1 Corinthians 13 breaks down the definition of love, but if we know love, we know God, 
Um, and so having an understanding of that <clears throat> is so key as we share things of the truth. And I'll get into more of this later, but it's important to speak the truth. Um, there is a lot of importance in that, but doing it in love is, is the most important thing that I want to point out in this uh, second tip. Another verse I want to share is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 4, which says, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. I actually love this verse because I think Paul is hitting the heartstrings of people in sports. He says, be prepared in season and out of season. He's saying be prepared all the time. Always be prepared to preach the word, to correct, to rebuke, to encourage. And he says with great patience and careful instruction. So with great patience and careful instruction. Then he finishes the these verses by saying, the reason we need to do this is because people will not put up a sound doctrine. And so social media is a place where a lot of unsound doctrine is being shared, where a lot of non-biblical viewpoints are being shared and reposted and liked. And so to be able to preach the word, to be prepared in season and out of season, as Paul puts it, is a very important aspect of our walk with Christ, to be prepared to share these things with people and, and to do it in a way where you have great patience and careful instruction. And so I think social media is one of the best places to share truth, to share sound doctrine, because you have thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that follow you that'll see these things and be challenged to think, is, is my viewpoint biblical or, or am I even considering the faith? Am I, am I considering the reality of Christ? Um, and so doing that, I think, is, is an, an elemental part. And so obviously, yes, be careful with opinionated viewpoints, as this tip says, but it's okay to, to preach the truth, right? It's okay to do it in a way that's loving with great patience and careful instruction because there is a lot of unsound, non-biblical doctrine that is tossed around on social media. And so being a light and, and really you know, having conversations with people Right? I love the, the way Paul puts careful instruction. Have careful conversations that really dive into the word and, and, and really ask people questions, right? Make them think about what they're believing because it really is important. It really is important. I'd say a big part of this, this aspect of this tip as well is oftentimes in our culture, love equals acceptance, right? If you love somebody, then you accept who they are face value, you accept all that they do and all that they believe without ever correcting them or saying anything about their belief system. And I think this is such a dangerous rut to fall into. And I think scripture points it out to us. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 13, 6 says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And so Love, the, the biblical God-breathed de definition of love is that it does not delight in evil. And so love is not acceptance. And so we can't look at, you know, other people posting about different issues and they're posting non-biblical viewpoints and, and we can't say, oh, well, you know, their truth is their truth and, and we, we, we can just, you know, coexist together. 
the, the reality is we have biblical convictions that we are called to live out as followers of Christ, that God calls us to live out uh, and to speak truthfully. And oftentimes, the truth that we speak leads people to, to salvation. It can take people away from spending an eternity separated from God. And so love sometimes is, is sharing hard truth with people. And I think a great example of this is what we just went through of um, you know, at Pride Month, LGBTQ um, the month where, where you just you see so many Christians just falling into the trap of, now we need to accept these people. And obviously, yes, you accept them into the church and you love them as people because, yes, they're people made in God's image. We all are, right? And that's the reality of it. And again, we all are, have, have struggles with sin. The reality is, is when sin becomes uh, seen as okay and we become prideful in our sin and we live in our sin, that, that, that's when people are going to end up spending their lives, uh, eternities, separated from God. And so the most loving thing we can do as Christians is not to accept their behavior, but to, to actually spend time with them and to do what Paul says in 2 Timothy of be prepared to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction because people will not put up a sound doctrine. And so love is not acceptance. Love delights or excuse me, love uh, rejoices in the truth and does not delight in evil. And so in this way, we have to live a life where we are not just accepting people and thinking that is love because that's not biblically what love is. So when you're sharing your viewpoints on, on certain things, when you're thinking about opinions that you want to share, I think it does go back to motivations, right? It always goes back to motivations. Are you speaking in love? Do you love people? Are, are you loving the truth? Are you loving God or are you loving yourself? Are you trying to be self-righteous? I think that's a huge route we can fall into is my opinion is the only one that, you know, that is right. I can't even have a second to talk to someone and hear their side of why they believe what they believe. Now that doesn't mean accept it, but it does mean listen. And I think too, being a preacher of the word, right? When, when you're sharing these viewpoints, are you sharing it because you want to bring glory to God or because you want to bring glory to self. And so, as Paul says in that 2 Timothy chapter 4 passage, preach the word, right? And, and do it in a way where you have great patience and careful instruction. And then lastly, again, just to hit it on one more time, is love is not acceptance. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And so, loving truth, loving people, and sharing that truth with people because you love them um, is the best way to handle <clears throat> opinionated viewpoints um, on social media. And really last thing I'd say on this topic is you don't try to convince people who are unwilling to listen, right? And there's so many times where we'll get into a DM argument or an argument in a comment section with somebody who is obviously not going to listen to what you're saying, nor do they care. It's just a wasted argument. I think there's actually a verse that goes with this really well. Uh, Matthew 7, uh, 6, which says, do not give dogs what is sacred do not throw your pearls to pigs if you do they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces and so the reality of this verse is essentially what jesus is saying is don't share the good news and share the truth to people who aren't willing to listen who aren't ready um, there, there's there's a certain level of of a heart condition that needs to be open in order for someone to listen to truth and so share the truth but understand who am i sharing it with you know, are they going to accept it? Are they going to listen? Are they going to think through it? Or is it just going to be a waste of my time, a waste of my breath? And so having that awareness 
is always important to have um, in, as you have these conversations with people on your social media platforms. The third tip is always be willing to share your faith in Jesus Christ and to be a witness to him. Always be willing to share your faith in Jesus Christ <clears throat> and be a witness to him. This kind of goes a little bit with the last one, but I think more so with the point of this tip is social media is an awesome mission field awesome mission field and it's something unlike anything any other generation in the world history has experienced where you have like i said earlier hundreds if not thousands of people following you seeing what you post in an instant right you can have conversations with thousands of people in in seconds by what you post and so we have a unique mission field on social media where we can share our faith in christ so easily and so readily uh, there's never been anything like that in world history. So, which says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the reality is, is that the, the disciples were called by Christ to be witnesses to him because they experienced Christ. They knew Christ. They had relationship with Christ. And so they were his witnesses in the places where he was not known. And so for us, we have a relationship with God. We've been called by Christ. We know Christ. And so we must be his witnesses in our mission fields. And it may not be Judea and Samaria, but it might be Instagram and Twitter. So can we use these platforms that God has given us to be witnesses to Christ? And I love the beginning of that verse, which says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Believers have the Holy Spirit. We have, and this obviously in Acts, the, the believers just received the Holy Spirit. And so this is a new thing for them. But we as believers in this day and age, once we accept Christ and we put our faith in him, we have the Holy Spirit. And so we have that power within us. And so don't be afraid. Don't live in a place of fear. God gives us a spirit of power and self-control, not a spirit of timidity or a spirit of fear. And so don't be afraid to share the truth. Don't be afraid to share your faith in Christ with people on social media. Be a witness, to, a witness to him. You know him. He's called us to know him. And so it's very important to be a witness to him. Another great verse that kind of goes well with this is 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 15, which says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And I love, love, love this verse. And I think kind of the message behind it, what Peter's really saying, you know, if we're going to be witnesses to Christ, right? If you're going to be sharing your faith on social media, you have to be ready to give the reason for the hope that you have because people will ask questions. Look, I can say this from experience. I've had so many good conversations about God and about Christianity and about religion in general on social media and I've been able to, to answer questions. And so people are going to ask, if you're going to be bold, which we are called to be, then we have to be ready to, to answer and give reasons for the hope that we have. And obviously, as the verse says, we must do this with gentleness and respect. That's, that's the love part of it, right? Going back to what I said in the second tip, we have to lead in love. If we're not leading in love, then we're a, a, a gong or a clinging symbol. But the reality is, you have to have reasons for the hope that you have. And so I think I would say preparedness is, is a key aspect to, to being on mission, uh, being prepared to answer 
not every question, right? I, I, nobody knows everything, but being prepared to have conversations and being excited and okay about those opportunities because the Lord will bring those um, to our table. And then the last verse I want to share uh, with the third tip is Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, which says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I think this is so, we can, we can fall into this temptation all the time. Am I posting this to please people, or am I posting this to please God? You don't want to post a difficult scripture because it might offend somebody. And I realize that that is challenging. I'm not going to say and act like I've never dealt with that. But we can oftentimes care far more about what people think about us than what God thinks about us. And so this verse, I think, is, is such a good depiction of where Paul's heart was, where Paul wasn't worried about pleasing people. He wanted to share the truth and nothing but the truth. And so as you share your faith in Christ, as you're being a witness to him, is your goal to please people or is your goal to please God? And I'd say, I'd even add to this, don't try to look holy to look holy for people. Is it, does that make sense? Don't try to look holy just to be seen as holy by your following. And that is so easy. You can make yourself look good, you know, posting your quiet time. And I'm not going to, if you do that, I'm not going to condemn you. It's, it, it is what it is. But you know, are you doing that because you really want to honor God or do you want to show off that you're spending time in the word? I think that's such a, you know, challenging thing. And we can't live to please people, right, by doing that and making ourselves seem holier than thou. But we have to please God. And so as we, this goes back to what I said at the beginning, pray through what you post. Think through it. Lord, is this something you're calling me to do or is this just for me? And I think about it with everything that we do, right? Even these podcasts that I record, you know, am I doing this to, to please my listeners, right? To, to make you guys enjoy it more? Or am I doing it because I want to honor God and allow him to use it in the way he calls um, me to use this platform? And so I think that's something we have to think about uh, as we utilize <clears throat> social media and we share God through it. All right, fourth tip. I'll read this one twice because I think it's, one of the more important ones, if not the most important one. Um, so it says, don't post or seek out provocative, revealing, or inappropriate photos that could stain your purity or cause a brother or sister in Christ to stumble. Don't post or seek out provocative, revealing, or inappropriate photos that could stain your purity or cause a brother or sister in Christ to stumble. And man, this is, this is a challenging one. Um, social media has, in a lot of ways, um, become a place with, where, where pornography and, and nude images and things of, of, of that realm have become so easily accessible. And I don't think we talk about that enough. I, I love the verse of, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, where Paul says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Now, Paul doesn't say fight sexual immorality or tackle sexual immorality or resist. He says flee, right? Flee is running. Flee is retreat. Flee is, is, is leaving the battle scene. You're not staying. You know, if an army general says flee, 
The, the soldiers don't run into battle. They run away. And so we have to understand the reason Paul uses this terminology is because to sexual sin, and we can so easily fall victim to it that we have to flee it. And so how does this apply to social media? The reality is it's so accessible. You have to be careful of how you're using your social media, of who you're following. Do you have accountability partners? This might sound weird, but maybe if you're struggling with this on social media, if you're being drawn into sexual temptation on social media, share your passwords with a, a trusted friend or brother or sister in Christ and have them check up on your social media pages from time to time to see what you're searching, to see what you're looking up, to see what you're liking, and to, to hold you accountable. I think that could be an awesome way to flee sexual immorality. I'd say blocking pages that you feel like are tempting to you. I'd say unfollowing people that are posting things that are tempting to you. Um, there's so many ways you can flee uh, sexual immorality. And I'll talk about this more at the end, but maybe it's even deleting your social media. I think it's really just finding ways to not fight it, but to flee and run from the temptation of sexual morality on, on social media. On the flip side of it, right, sometimes we can think, oh, I'm just being tempted by looking at images. I'm just sinning by looking at images. But we can also sin by what we post, right? And, and so often, social media has become, especially for females, right? It's, it's for guys too, but especially for females, it can be a place where we, we can share pictures that we think we look good in and, and where our bodies you know, are shown off. And I want to read a verse that I think is one of the more challenging ones in Scripture. This is Jesus talking, Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck, and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Jesus literally is saying, it's better to be drowned by a millstone than to cause a believer to stumble into sin. Think about that. It's better to drown than to cause someone to stumble into sin. Jesus isn't messing around. He's, he's serious here of how we are utilizing right temptation. Are we causing brothers and sisters in Christ to be tempted by what we're posting. And so as you process how you use your social media, really consider, is this image, am I posting this image to look good, to impress the opposite gender, or to impress the same gender, right? Sometimes, you know, especially females, it's so much comparison. Am I trying to impress based on my bodily features? Am I putting off a, a sexually tempting environment on my social media pages and if you are i just encourage you to meditate on that on that verse i mean it's so serious and, and, and we cannot use our social media in a way where we're so selfish in that nature and where we're causing brothers or sisters in christ to stumble and so it, it is a challenging one um because it is so tempting to to honor ourselves and to glorify ourselves through posting images of our bodies, um, but it's not honoring to God. And so really considering that, I think, is, is so important. Another verse I think that, that, that Jesus really um, is challenging that Jesus says, it's Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 28. And he says, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully 
has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so oftentimes we can think, oh, well, I'm not actually, you know, watching porn or I'm not actually masturbating. or I'm not actually falling into these, these, you know, sexual sins that, that are so highlighted. I'm just looking at pictures. I'm just, you know, looking at this woman. Maybe it's, I'm looking at this guy with, with the six pack or whatever it is. That's sin. That's adultery. And that's what Jesus is saying is even that, that five second glance at, at a woman's body or a man's body where you think lustfully about them is sin and it's adultery i mean that's it's not just you know eh, it's kind of a sin it's adultery in your heart and so as we are on this is how serious it is as we're on social media going back to the the first verse flee from sexual immorality you need to run away from any account or any person that is posting things that even cause you to look lustfully i know that's challenging it's not easy there's so i mean sometimes you don't even try to look for it. it. It just comes up in an ad or on the explore page or whatever it is. Air and being keen about what we look at, how long we look at it, and knowing that even those glances of lust are sin in the eyes of the Father, uh, I think will really help us understand how serious this can be, especially on social media. And the last thing I want to share, uh, Matthew chapter 5, you know, this is actually the verses after the, the previous verse, Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 to 30, Jesus says, If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. And I want to challenge and encourage um, everyone listening right now. If you are in the midst of, of a sexual battle on your social media pages, where you're tempted with sexual sin, um, where you're living in sexual sin on your social media, I want to remind you of Romans 8.1, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And you're not alone in that. It's so prevalent in, in youth culture, uh, especially young adult culture, of, of just this rampant um, increase in pornography and sexually you know, uh, promiscuous images, especially on social media. And so you're not alone. But I think the challenge I want to give you is listen to this verse. Jesus says, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. Social media is a place where you're feeling tempted to sin on a regular basis, even on a non-regular basis. It might be the best thing to do to get rid of it. And I know that's hard. So many people have social media and we can make the argument about, well, I use it as a platform to share my faith. Right. And that's great. But would you rather get to the end of your life and, and meet God and say, Lord, I lived a pure life sexually before you. I gave up sexual sin and I lived a life of purity before your eyes. Or would you rather say, hey, Lord, I use social media before your eyes. What's going to please God more? God doesn't call us to use social media, but he does call us to flee sexual morality. And so when we're considering our use of social media, maybe it's considering not using it at all. And I want to challenge all of you with that um, you know, as you walk with the Lord and as you consider um, really how, how often you're using social media to, to fall into sin.
All right, so the next, the fifth uh, tip is keep any personal or relationship drama to yourself. Personal matters are best kept between you, the other person, and the Lord. We should be quick to end any public gossip or drama. I'll read it one more time. Keep any personal or relationship drama to yourself. Personal matters are best kept between you, the other person, and the Lord. We should be quick to end any public gossip or drama. You see this so often on social media, even in like the celebrity world of people sharing and, and pouring out their, their drama, personal or relational, onto social media. I've had it happen to me. I've even done it before where you see someone post something and you know it's about you. You know it's directed at you or you post something, whether it be a song lyric or a Bible verse, even sometimes we unfortunately use scripture for this kind of stuff. And what I just want to encourage, you know, and really challenge, I guess, all of us with, kind of as I said earlier, is is really that this is not God honoring at all. Um, and the way that we need to handle drama and relationships or personally is, is with that person and with God. And so first verse I want to read is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, which says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so unwholesome talk, you know, that could be cussing, it could be so many things that are unwholesome, but it also is gossip and slandering other people. I mean, so often we do this on social media, whether it's it's in the DMs or it's in the comments or it's on our stories or it's even in a post or in a tweet. We do this so often and we see it so often and it's so easy because you're not with the person so you don't have to say it to their face. You can just type it out on your phone and kind of be you know, safe behind the screen. Um, but Paul says here, and the Lord spoke through Paul of saying, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only, right? And this is kind of the, the but only, right? But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. So that really the, the idea of the verse is when you speak, when you use the gift of your voice and the gift of talking, only use it in a way that builds others up according to their needs, that it can benefit those who listen to you. And so social media is no different, right? It's kind of what, what we talked about in, in previous uh, tips and, and earlier in the episode of when you are using social media, it has to be for God's glory. It, it can't be for anything else. And if it's used for anything else outside of God's glory, then it's become an idol in our lives and it's become dishonoring to God. And so when you're, you're dealing with these personal or relationship drama matters or you're feeling emotional about a situation in your life, what we need to do is not use social media as, as a place for that outlet. Another verse I think that is so challenging, Romans chapter 1, I won't read the whole verse, but it's verses 29 through 31. And in the same sentence, Paul uses the sin of murder and the sin of gossip. He loops those two in the same sentence. So the sin of murder, Paul puts gossip in the same sentence. And when you process that reality, you understand the, the danger behind gossip. And so we cannot use social media as a place to gossip about other people. Because that is, that is a heinous sin. Right, and it's so it's so normal in our culture, and it's so standardized that it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is. 
using social media as a way to glorify him, one of the best ways to do it is to, to run away from gossip, run far away from gossip. Uh, and, and trust me, I've been there. I, I've actually been the one, I told, I kind of mentioned this earlier, I've been the one to post, in, in, to, to get at somebody or to gossip about somebody or to, to gossip about somebody in the DMs, right? Like I've even sent videos to friends saying, hey, isn't, isn't this just what like what so-and-so does or doesn't so-and-so talk like this or act like this or look like this? That's not honoring to God. You're, you're talking about someone behind their back. You're gossiping. And, and, and Paul loops that in with murder, and we realize how serious that sin is. So we have to be careful in the ways we talk about people and, and post about people and the, and the way we handle our relationship and personal dramas. And the last verse I want to share, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, uh, where Jesus says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so this verse, I think the takeaway for this tip is don't go to social media as your emotional outlet when you're hurt by somebody or you're going through a personal drama or relationship drama. Go to the Father. God is present, right? God God is always with us. His Spirit is with us when we are in Christ, when we have faith in Christ. And so go to the Father. Pray to Him. He cares about you. Right, Philippians four, cast your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. So do that, right? Do that. Cast your anxieties upon Him, um, or sorry, I think that's one Peter, not Philippians four. Either way, cast your anxieties upon Him. Uh, communicate with God. Communicate with that person, right? I think that's even another piece of maybe not biblical advice, but just personal advice is don't you know talk behind somebody's back or just. Keep those emotions away from them. Have a conversation with that person. Don't use social media as a place to, to outlet your feelings because that's not going to honor God. It's not going to help you uh, through that situation. Okay, lastly, the sixth and final tip of how we can glorify God through social media is try to maintain a balance in how much time you spend on social media platforms. And man, is this one challenging for all of us, right? I think if we all went to our screen times right now, we would see that we spend a lot more time on social media than we probably do praying or reading the Bible or spending time in Christ-centered community. Again, this is not a condemnation session, uh, Romans 8, 1, right? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And this is just uh, you know, as much a message to me as it is to anybody else. Um, but I want to read a verse, Hebrews 10, 24-25. And let us consider how we are meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so, yes, social media is an awesome place. It's a place, as we said, that we can be a witness to Christ. It's a place where we can share what God is doing in our lives. It's a place where we can share the truth about this world and things that are happening in culture. But it is, it is not a substitute for Christ-centered community, and it's not a substitute for a time alone with God. And so as you consider, how often am I using social media? How much time do I spend scrolling and posting and liking and whatever else you do on social media? How does it measure up to everything else I do in my walk with Christ? And I'm willing to bet that it, it doesn't even come close, where social media is, is far and away what you spend more time on. And so as this verse says, 
you know, how can we consider ways to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So really meditating, having an eternal mindset, because you're looking at the day of Christ, having an eternal mindset, you're not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, especially in our culture, and spur another one, one another on toward love and good needs. And so this is what we're called to do, and social media can't be a substitute for that. Another uh, set of verses, and if you have gone through our academy and, and done our impact weekends, you know exactly what this verse says, but Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so this is a great picture of the early church and how they interacted with one another and how they grew. And at the end of the, of the verse, it says, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And how did the Lord do that? They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, right? So devoted to the scriptures, devoted to time in the word. They were devoted to fellowship, so time with other believers, to the breaking of bread, to enjoying meals together, and to prayer. Nowhere in there does it say they devoted them they devoted themselves to Instagram. <laughs> That's not in there, right? And obviously Instagram wasn't a thing in that day and age, but it, it doesn't say that. Right? They were devoted to healthy spiritual habits, spending time in God's word, fellowship, spending meals together in prayer. It also says that all the believers were together and had everything in common. All the believers were together. They were together, together, together. They were not on social media. They were not spread out on their phones in the room by themselves. They were together. It also says, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. When you're on social media, when that has become something you spend so much time on, you neglect serving. You, you, you neglect doing things for other people because you're just consumed by this black hole that we call social media. And so, as believers, we have to be willing to sacrifice our time for the kingdom of God. And that may mean we sacrifice our time on social media uh, to serve. The, after that, it says, Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Every temple, they continue to meet together in the temple courts, not on Twitter, in the temple courts. And so in the church, right? In the, in the house of worship. And so I don't, I'm not sure if that's a small group for you if that's a life group, if that's a Bible study at work. I mean, obviously, hopefully it's it's Sunday service. I mean, all these things combined, meeting together. I mean, taking time away from social media platforms, having a healthy balance and spending time with other believers. And the last verse I want to share, 1 Corinthians 10, 7, which says, Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. And so actually this is Paul writing, um, and he quotes a verse from Exodus 32 when the Israelites uh, put up the golden calf as an idol. And so he says, do not be idolaters as some of them were. 
And so we can't use social media as an idol above God where we find satisfaction. So in the way I, I process what an idol is, is not just based on time, uh, because there's a lot of things we spend time on that aren't idols. Um, we sleep every night for like eight hours. That's way more than, than we read the Bible. But it's, So it's not an idol. It is, you have to sleep, right? But there, an idol is something where you find satisfaction in above God, right? So an idol is anything you find satisfaction in that goes above God. So it could be you know, a lot of things. But in this case, we're talking about social media. So is social media a place where you're getting satisfaction, where you are using it because you're getting satisfied? It could be satisfying your sexual desires. That'd be an idol. It could be satisfying your desire to please people, right? That'd be an idol. It could be a place where you're satisfying your desire to be well-liked or to be seen um, or, or to compare yourself. That would be an idol. And so are we using social media to satisfy ourselves? Are we using it as a substitute for God's satisfaction? Because in the reality, we were created by God to be satisfied by God. That, that's why we are made, right? That's what the scriptures you know, show us. We were made satisfaction in social media. Then we're, we're idolizing the creation and we're not putting our hearts set on the creator. And so we become an idol in our lives. And oftentimes when we're spending so much time on social media, that's one of the main reasons, right? Um, so just being really aware of that. And so really in closing, I think what I really want to highlight is, is first of all, I hope this isn't a time where you felt condemned. Um, as we know, it's by grace, uh, through faith that we are saved, not by works so that no one can boast, right? That's Paul in Ephesians chapter 2. We are not saved by this podcast. And so don't feel like, you know, if you're processing through like, man, I'm really struggling with sexual temptation on social media, or man, I really don't have good motivations behind what I post, or man, you know, I posted that bikini pic and now I feel really bad about it. This is not the, the goal of the podcast is not to make you feel condemned because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1. Utilize this, this unique and incredible and powerful platform as a mission field to glorify the name of our Savior Jesus Christ. That's the goal of this. And so you won't be perfect in any of these areas, right? There's there's six tips. You will not be perfect in all six, you know, just because you listen to a podcast. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not how it works. But what I hope that you do is that you begin to, to process and think through how you use your social media and how you're, you're using this, these platforms that are so unique to our generation to bring glory to God. That's my hope. And, and that's uh, truly why, you know, I want to put this podcast out. And I'd also say too, if you have questions or you have concerns or you're feeling challenged by something social media in some way or have been um, and, and we would love to help you walk through some of those challenges so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys soon if you want to get involved with uncommon sports group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of christ apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org that's uncommon sg Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.